Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we continue to work our way through the 2023 playoffs. Last weekend, Cup Series, Xfinity Series, Texas Motor Speedway. Both races provided enough drama to last us for a while. A lot of folks were worked up after that one. And now we move on to a place that has a tendency to work people up as well. Talladega Super Speedway. More on that coming up. But first, we wanted to visit with a gentleman that has a new livery on his car this weekend. Going back to the old Talladega Nights days. That would be Chase Briscoe. He and Ryan Priest will... Don, the paint schemes made notoriously famous in the movie Old Spice for Chase, Wonder Bread for Ryan, and Chase joins us in studio. Hey, man, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. 
Before we get to the Old Spice livery for this weekend and all that's going to go into Talladega, I got a couple questions about Texas. All right, let's hear it. Mentioned a couple moments ago, yeah, we had we had some people worked up this past weekend if for one form or fashion on Saturday or Sunday, but I want to go to that last restart. I was watching at home, restarted on the inside of the front row. How deep did you send it when the green flag came <laughs> out into one? Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I think, both drove it in as close to wide open as we could. You know, I, th- I thought the last restart, I kind of did everything perfect from my end. You know, Bubba didn't get a great push from, I want to say Chase was behind him, and I had William behind me, and I thought there for a second I was going to be able to clear him, so I drove it in there, and then he got tight. Um, But then I guess we had a ton of damage on the nose that I didn't know about, and I started plowing up the racetrack and knew I was going to be in trouble to uh, to honestly just even keep it off of Bubba, so I bailed, and he, he was still tight at the same time, and it just let William get a huge run on both of us, so... Yeah, I wish I could do it all over again without the damage because I felt like I would have been in a really good situation being on the bottom. The guy that was on the bottom lane in three and four typically kind of won out, so it would have been a good race. I definitely think if we didn't have the damage, we would have ran way better than 10th, so that's kind of the frustrating part. But, yeah, for us on a mile and a half, as bad as we've been this year to, to get, a, get a 10th and be mad about it, I think says a lot. Well, but you were that close, though. You were you could smell the checkered flag, yeah. literally. How how do you manage this? Now, you've been doing this for a while, but you mentioned how rough the year has been. How have you gone learning about how to manage disappointment? Because there's been some disappointing times this year. Yeah, for sure. It's been, uh, you know, truthfully, unlike anything I've ever kind of had in my career where it seems like, you know, we haven't had a ton of great runs in general, but even when we have had speed, you know, we're either that top five, top ten, or we're like 30th or worse. There's been no in-between. So that part's been just weird you know there there's no 15th 20th place days it, it seems like I think we've ran 31st like eight times this season so um that part and just the you know like you said the disappointment and the failure is, is definitely different and frustrating but I think you know for us you know we were able to change crew chiefs I guess three months ago or so now and that's kind of rekindled a little bit of that fire and just knowing that we're building towards something and I, I've finally been able to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know, I think me and Boswell have, have done a really good job of getting more speed in our cars, and I think that showed last week at Texas. So for us, we're just trying to, to know that we have you know six, seven more weeks to really be as well-prepared as we can be for the 2024 season. So that's kind of kept some of that, I think, disappointment out of my head a little bit, just knowing that you know we're going to go through these failures in this process of trying to build and be better and, you know, it's just going to take time. And, you know, Boswell, when he came over to the cup side, is essentially 50-something races behind every other crew chief. So we kind of knew that it was going to be an uphill battle, but I feel like we're, we're slowly getting there. You know, I heard him, I think, last time on, on XM talk about how he's in a maze and he can finally see some light in the maze, but he doesn't know which way to turn yet. So I feel like we're getting close. Just, uh, you know, we uh, have been making gains on just haven't been big enough gains yet. It's been a rough year for SHR. Um, is it at the point now with six to go that it's like, okay, let's just get to Phoenix. Let's shut it down. Let's hit the reset <laughs> button, control alt delete, yeah. reboot, then do whatever we need to do at the shop. And then let's go to Daytona. Let's go to the clash, then to Daytona and start. I mean, that to me, see, the, the, the puzzling thing to me is the SHR piece is the Ford piece in general is very complex because you have spotty performance. You said you have yeah. a good run here and then you'll be like 30th plus. You'll have teams in the Ford camp that'll run well one weekend, and then next thing you know, we got to put them on the milk carton to find them. I yeah. mean, it's like, what 
there's no consistency here. It's been very inconsistent. How how yeah. frustrating has that been? It's been frustrating. And, you know, you go to some tracks, and I think just in general, we kind of go there with that mindset of it's going to be a rough weekend, right? But then the RFK cars have been able to figure it out. Front row cars have been able to figure it out. And I think for us, at the beginning of the year especially, we were so quick to just point the finger and be like, well, you know, all of us aren't very good. Well, it's clearly possible. RFK's proved that. You know, front row's proven that a couple times. So, I think when we realize that we can't just point the finger and, and kind of play that poor me card, that we have been better. And and as a company, that that consistency is definitely where we need to get better. You know, I think kind of all year long, you know, Kevin's not been bad, but the other three of us haven't been very good. And these last two or three weeks, all four of us have been relatively the same exact speed. And that's something that as a company, we haven't really had all year long. So I, I do think that, you know, going back to kind of what you're saying, it is going to be nice to kind of reset and all those things. But also I feel like the whole, um, you know, company structure going forward and, and at the end of these six, seven weeks is going to be a, a whole new Stuart Haas that nobody's ever seen before just because you're not going to have, you know, these veteran guys in here, you know, uh, Kevin, who's really been the leader of our company and, and really steered the ship in a lot of directions, you know, you're going to lose this voice all of a sudden. So now there's going to be no voice essentially leading the ship. And, you know, it's going to be up to the drivers or the crew chiefs or whatever to kind of stand up and, you know, determine which way we go from here. So I do think it's going to be nice to, to reset and kind of reevaluate. You know, I think the one positive to how bad we struggled is now we see the cracks in the foundation and it's a matter of trying to fix those cracks where before I think we have always had those cracks in the foundation, but our success was so good. You didn't really look at them. So now when things are as bad as they've been and we're struggling as bad as we've been, um, you really got, you really start to see kind of why you are struggling and how to fix them. How big a void do you think Kevin's going to leave? Uh, I think a huge void. I mean, the guy's a, a first ballot hall of famer, right? So anytime you lose somebody that, um, is as good as, and as an incredible race car driver as he is, uh, it's going to be hard to replace, right? Like you just don't replace a guy like that. So I think that part of it's going to be hard, you know, just from a performance standpoint, you know, a guy that, that is a first bout hall of famer champion in the sport, you're not going to just plug a guy in and instantly, you know, be able to run just like Kevin does. It's going to take time. So that part of it will, will take some time to, to replace. But, you know, like I said, the, even just the voice side, Kevin's, obviously been on the owner side he's been on the gm side in a sense when he had khi and he's known kind of how to run a race team and i feel like he's done a really good job at shr about trying to steer the ship in certain directions and just knowing from the driver's side what we need from the management side what we need and you know now that we're going to lose that somebody's going to have to to take over and, and try to you know help steer that ship so you're obviously a very competitive guy and we mentioned the frustrations moments of being able to smile as far yeah. as race car performance, but a lot of frowning. You personally, how have you been able to manage that, and where do you go to put a smile on your face? You have a beautiful family at <laughs> yeah. home, but that's human nature, right? I mean, listen, if I'm going to spend here frowning, I need to go here or over there and smile and have a good time and kind of take my mind off things. What has been that place for you? Yeah, I think for me, uh, for sure, having a son has been a huge, um, you know, turning point for me. Um, before, you know, we had a child, it was really just racing all the time. That was all I really focused on. Um, didn't really have much of a purpose outside of just racing. And, and now, 
know, with having our son Brooks, you know, I can run 35th that day or I can win. He's going to be just as excited to see me after the race. And, you know, I think just realizing that, you know, everything we do in this sport, you're always, um, you know, labeled as, as a number, you know, where you stack up on pit road, where you finished in practice, where you were in qualifying, where you finished in the race. And there's so much more to, uh, life than this number beside you right on a, on a scoring pylon. So for me, you know, becoming a father, um, it's really helped me, I think, just put that into perspective as, yeah, like the racing is important when it comes to my job and things like that, but it's not my identity either and, and where I finish as much as I want to be winning every single race, you know, there's a lot more to life than, you know, a bad day on the racetrack. Yeah, but in his eyes, in your son's eyes, you're always number one. Yeah, and I, sure. I, yeah. I know that that's corny and, and cheesy yeah. kind of, but but at the end of the day, that's the truth. I mean, that's that's where you can go to find that peace or that, oh, yeah, that sure. smile. Yeah, anytime I'm like down in the dumps, I just go put my phone away and just go up in his little playroom and just we play race cars for like 30, 40 minutes and he's all about it. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Got him signed to a contract yet? Uh, not yet. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. All right, I want to talk about Talladega this weekend. Got news that uh, going to have a new livery on the car, some new some new, um, some new, new paint. The old spice scheme will be on your car. Uh, Wonder Bread will be on Ryan Priest's car at SHR. A salute to Talladega Nights. First of all, have you seen the movie? Oh, yeah. How many times? Uh, 50 plus, I Here would we say. Go. Yeah, it's uh, got to be a lot. Is this a movie that you can quote lines from and all that? Oh yeah, I I got a lot of one liners for this weekend. Just built up in the in the in the in the mind, ready to just pull out at any point. What's it like being able? I, I guess I saw the press release that uh, life will mimic art this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's gonna be interesting. You know, I, I was joking with an interview the other day. Like every weekend we go there's two guys that are going to be dressed up you know just like we are this weekend there's always a Cal Nan and there's always Ricky Bobby somewhere in the grandstands at every mm-hmm. race we go to and I feel like Talladega always has more than that so uh, it's going to be cool just to, to finally you know I was pretty excited truthfully when I knew this was going to happen and then when it got announced and I saw the fans reaction I didn't think it was going to blow up as big as it did like I knew it was going to be Oh, people think, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. But I didn't think fans would be as into it as they are, so I can't wait to actually like get to Talladega and, you know, play into the role a little bit. Um, you know, I'm gonna do the mustache to the best of my ability. Uh I'm gonna I've <laughs> What got, is the beard coming off and all that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna like clean shave and everything to do like Really? That. Oh yeah. I got the I've I, never seen you clean shaven. It doesn't happen very often. So I, I got I am gonna do that with the mustache, the handlebar mustache. I uh, went to the the local gas station, bought the you know eight dollars sunglasses. I'm all in this weekend, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I don't know if Priest is going to be as into it as I am, but I'm I'm definitely excited for it. It's one of my favorite movies, so I feel like you got to play into the the cheesiness in a sense. Will you will you go down East Boga Boulevard in your? I don't know. I did find movie gear as it were. I did find a uh, a leather Old Spice jacket. That I was thinking, like, that would be pretty... Because Hardy performs Saturday night, and my wife loves Hardy, so we're probably going to try to go to the concert. I'm like, I should just do the whole nine yards. Like, I should wear the leather jacket, Old Spice on it. And the jacket on eBay was even, like, an old Tony Stewart, so it's got the 14 already on it. Well, wait a minute. You know a guy that used to wear that stuff. Yeah, You can't get any leftover inventory? I don't know if I'd fit me. (laughs) (laughs) Valid point. And fair point. Yeah. Um, it's going to be cool to see those paint schemes. I've always loved the Old Spice paint scheme. It, it's it's pretty awesome. Now, what about Talladega? Um, 
it's a different time and a different place in October than it is when we go there the first time with there's so much on the line, obviously, for playoff yeah. drivers. But um, it's been a long year, and there's a lot of people. You're not the only frustrated driver out there on that racetrack, but you've also got playoff drivers that are happy, they're frustrated, they're trying to make stuff happen. So what do you make about this interesting mix of all these emotions from different people, and you put them inside a 2.66-mile yeah. super speedway and let them go for 500 miles? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting race. You know, probably the most interesting race when it comes to, you know, everybody's agenda is totally different when we go to the, go to this race versus the other ones. You know, when we go to, you know, every other super speedway race, everybody's trying to normally get in the playoffs or, you know, that, that's some people's only shot to get in the playoffs where this race, you know, everybody's still going for the win, but you have some guys that are literally just trying to survive the day, you know, get out of there. They win the race. Great. But at the end of the day, they're just trying to move on to the next round of the playoffs. So you have guys going for stage points. You have some guys riding around, you have just all these different agendas. So it is a totally different race. You know, I'm, I'm jealous and envious of the guys that are racing for the championship still, but I'm not envious of the position that they're in this weekend. It, you know, last year going there, I think we went into that race, you know, seven points out of the cut, and it's not fun, you know, trying to, to get every stage point you can, you know, knowing that you are putting yourself in really bad positions sometimes to, to wreck out even before you're halfway done with the race, just trying to get one stage point or two stage points. So, yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic that race is. You know, the end of that race is always beyond chaotic. Um, you know, just when you feel like you've seen it all, I feel like a Talladega um, you know, this playoff race just always adds more and more excitement. So I'm sure this one's going to be no different. You know, you're not too shabby at Talladega yourself. I mean, I was going back and looking back through some of the record books. You see the 14 car up front. And how long did it take you to get a hang of this? I know that a yeah. lot of people, like, get it right off the top. How long did it take you to kind of understand and then had to go through and relearn with the next-gen car? How long did it take you to get just the basics of super speedway racing? Yeah, it took me a while, and I still don't really think I got it figured out at all. I've yet to win one. That's like the only type of track I haven't been able to win at yet. So I obviously still have a lot to learn, but, you know, I feel like I had a really good foundation. You know, even going back to the ARCA stuff, you know, I'd always try to surround myself with the ARCA guys that would kind of know what they were doing and at least understood a very basic understanding of kind of how super speedway racing works. And honestly, when I got to the truck series and, and even the beginning of the Xfinity stuff, I, I really struggled with the fact of I would just go there and, and hate going. Um, I didn't look forward to it. Um, I still don't like get excited to go, but I definitely like was miserable there. I knew kind of that if we crashed, it was going to hurt. And I just called Dell Jr. and talked to him about kind of what I should be doing different. And after that, I felt like my whole outlook on super speedway racing totally changed um i looked forward to going um and my results instantly changed you know i think after i talked to him in the next mini series i don't know if i finished worse than third in like six races in a row so i uh, just really started kind of being on the aggressive side where before i would just go there and ride around and not try to crash and you know truthfully on the cup side i, I haven't been that aggressive driver i've i've kind of been somewhere in the middle um, and felt like this year at Daytona, you know, the cutoff race tried to be really aggressive, and I think we led the most laps that race. So need to just do more of that. You know, it helps having fast cars. Our, our cars have been really good at the super speedways. So, yeah, I don't know. I still have a lot to learn, but I definitely felt like that conversation with Dell Jr. more than anything changed my whole kind of outlook on it. Final question. Top three NASCAR movies of all time. Uh, I don't know what order they would be in, but... I mean, Talladega Nights is easily top three. I I like the movie Cars, uh, as cheesy as that sounds. I think that's like a great movie and really 
like does the sport a lot of good. Um, I mean, probably Days of Thunder would have to be the, the other top three. When I would put Days of Thunder for sure third for me, I'm more of a comedy guy, so Days of Thunder is definitely not like one of those like you're going to be laughing movies. Um, but Talladega Nights and Cars would be tied right there for the top for me. See, no, no mention of Stroker Ace. No. To me, Stroker Ace, that's the one for me. Yeah, that one doesn't do it for me. No. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, huh. Well, yeah. this is an outrage. Interview's over. Yeah. We're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, all the best to you. Have fun this weekend. Yeah, I know it. that you have plans for fun. Let's hope you have fun off the track with uh, celebrating the Talladega Nights paint schemes, but also yeah. a good run, which is well needed for you guys. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, we've been getting momentum a little bit here and there, so hopefully go down there and have a good, good, good day and yeah, celebrate by uh, getting kicked out of an Applebee's. And with that said, let's transition over to producer Trey with the odds for this weekend. Trey, I don't know how in the world Vegas comes up with this, but let's give it a shot because trying to trying to pick a favorite's like get the old dartboard out there and just start heaving darts. What's Vegas got on its mind here as we get set to go? Is it a dartboard? Is it a roulette wheel? Who knows? <laughs> Whatever. But they are going with some old faithfuls you would consider when talking about Talladega. Brad Keselowski, who's looking for his seventh Talladega win and a win that would be his first as a driver owner and a win that would secure him a spot in the round of eight in the playoffs. He is 11 to one. He's the favorite right behind him are two of his former teammates at team Penske. Ryan Blaney, who is in the playoffs, won at Talladega multiple times. He is 12 to one. And then Joey Logano, who also very good super speedway racer, Five super speedway races so far this season, if you include Atlanta. Joey Logano is one of those five different winners in as many races. My pick this weekend, I'm going with Blaney. I think that I've talked all season. I pretty much picked Keselowski on every speedway race, but also Blaney's due for a speedway win. He is one of the best in the sport, finished second in this race last year. He's always involved at at the end. He needs a good run. He's below the cut line entering the race. I think Blaney can do it in advance to the round of eight yet again. Long shots this week. We just talked to one of them. Three words for my long shots this weekend. Shake and bake. Chase Briscoe, who we talked to, he is 28 to 1. Ryan Priest, 35 to 1. If you look back at the most recent uh, super speedway race at Daytona, the Stuart Haas racing cars had a ton of speed. Chase was up front a lot early. These guys are just racing for the win. The if you ain't first, you're last from Talladega Nights is in full effect this weekend for all four of those cars. I could see either one of those getting the win. And wouldn't it be very fit, fitting if it was Chase Briscoe getting the win? Because if you remember, it was Cal Naughton Jr. who won the Talladega race in the movie, and that is the paint scheme that Chase is rocking on Sunday afternoon. Now, you wouldn't be doing this to suck up to the guest, would you? No. I just... <laughs> I just I just believe in it, and when you're running those paint schemes, paint schemes, I'm a sucker for it. So, Briscoe and Priest be on the lookout for them, but ultimately, I think it's Blaney who gets the win on Sunday. Not a bad pick for the Yellowwood 500. Got a busy weekend of racing coming your way. We'll kick it off with NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series coverage on Saturday, 12:30 Eastern Time. That'll be followed by NASCAR Cup Series pole qualifying at 4:30 in the East, and then we are back for the Yellowwood 500, 1 p.m. Eastern Motor Racing Network airtime. 
on Sunday. Can't wait to get to Talladega. Hope to see a lot of you there. If not, you can count on us here on MRN to bring you all of the breathtaking action from Talladega Super Speedway. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for the download. Be sure to join us at Talladega on the air or in person this weekend. If not, we've got NASCAR Live for you Tuesday night at 7. And then, of course, another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open next Thursday. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.